It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. It's a fabulous football Friday. Oh, are we busy on this show today? Zach Boyd and I, we make our pick six. We were even last week, three, two, and one. We're ahead of the head of the game. Unfortunately, Zach was not part of this stuff to begin with. Because if he was, oh my God. 27 14 and three for me. Uh, that that's that's like upper stratosphere of perfection. You know how much you know how rich I would be if I were doing this in Vegas? I'd you know I I would think Steve Ballmer, uh the guy from um Tesla and, and, and now X I'm having a What is that Elon? Elon Musk. The, those guys I'd be in their league. <laughs> we'd, we'd be talking incredible. I mean, my philanthropy, I would have given to everybody by now. However, I don't go and make these picks, but 27, 14, and 3. We'll work on that today in just a little bit. Glenn Rogers will be here. We'll talk high school football. I got a bone to pick with the state of Tennessee and the media, honestly. I don't understand West Tennessee bias. Maybe he can clarify. You know how many teams, I mentioned this earlier, let's test you very quickly, Zach Boyd. How many teams from West Tennessee are in the state poll this week? It's the Super Bowl. goes over all the classes. Uh, can I say two? Three. Nah, that was a bit on my next guess. That's crazy. Three. Um, we'll see if that's right, and he'll tell us who the best teams are in the state. Baylor's got two losses. They're number two. You tell me there's not an East Tennessee bias? Come on. Andy Schiffman will be here because we have the Grizz and Milwaukee tonight. We'll see Marcus Smart for the first time. We'll get a look to see what Giannis and Dame are going to look like. Top storylines of the year coming your way with our agent from Chicago, Andy Schiffman, at 1028 or thereabouts. And then we'll talk a little Tigers UAB. We'll talk a little Tiger basketball. Is there any update on DeAndre Williams? I doubt it. But Brian Takis will be here to end our week as he always is. Can you believe Michigan is now in the same league as the Houston Astros? Elaborate technical schemes to steal signs to get the edge on the competition. Jim Harbaugh says, don't know anything about it. But a guy that's a consultant of his, a former Marine who's expertise is intelligence apparently has been going or allegedly let me say has been going to other stadiums because you know you're not allowed to go to another team's games in person to scout this guy not only went there but he was videotaping other team signals did the same thing from TV broadcasts to decipher and figure out what the competition is going to run before the play is run so the defenses can be set. He was working for the defensive side of the ball at Michigan. If this indeed is true and the proof is there and Jim Harbaugh has knowledge, which he says he has none, after all the other issues you've got, my prediction... Early prediction. Take this one to Vegas. Jim Harbaugh will be coaching in the NFL next year because his future at the collegiate level will be clouded because he clearly does not play by the rules. At least those are the allegations. We'll see if the proof is there. He was pretty insistent that he knew nothing about it. I kind of doubt that, to be honest with you. If you have not watched the University of Women's Soccer Team, and I must confess, I watched it last night on ESPN+. Jeff Brightwell did a very good job, but Brooks Monaghan did an even better job. His women, number 10 in the country, by the way, one four nil over UAB. They win the Western Division of the American. They're going to host. They're 
they're a top-notch team. If you would like to see collegiate soccer and you want to see it at the best levels, you need to get over to the South Complex for whatever remaining games and playoff games that come because they're fun to watch. And they've got freshmen and sophomores that are just in just terrific, so skilled you wouldn't believe it. I mean, this team is going to be really good for the next few years. And i got to give Brooks Monaghan – his total props. If we were to go back, and I was talking to Laird Veach about this the other day at an event. If you go back in time, uh, you, you can go back to Billy Murphy. You can go back to Zach Curlin. Go back as far as you want to in the history of the University of Memphis athletic program, including Elmer Rohn, who started the women. And you just try to find a coach with a winning percentage, conference titles, coaches of the year, Recruiting record, academic record. There's no doubt Brooks Monaghan is the greatest coach of all time at the University of Memphis. Just look at the numbers. Hey, Mike Norvell was pretty good. He won a conference title. He wasn't here very long. Monaghan's been here for 13, 14 years, whatever it may be now. Played here. Norvell's conference record, championship, overall record, pretty darn good. I think it's the best winning percentage. I'd have to double-check that. Um, we can go back to baseball coaches? I don't know. Bobby Kilpatrick, Dave Anderson, certainly not there. Um, I'm trying to think of any, any... Oh, I tell you what. The Memphis racquetball coach whose name I, I cannot remember at the moment. Anybody knows, text me. But he won like national titles. So you know what? He might be the greatest of all time. But Brooks Monaghan certainly is in that conversation. It's, it's really fun to watch. You get a chance. Go see uh, the, the women's Tiger. Go see the men. They're in the hunt, too, for the um, conference championship. So uh, good stuff happening over at South Campus. All right, before we let this thing get away, we got some really great college and pro games to pick. They're all tough this week. So let me tell you, I'm sitting in the Family Leisure Studio. You know what's going on now. It's called the Overstock Sale. We, we tell you, Lindsey Black, Bill, Billy Connolly, all those folks there, they really know how to entice you. And they do it almost every month with a change of what their focus will be. Right now their focus is, and this is true, they've got so much in stock and they want some wintry stuff they're saying we're going to get rid of it we're just going to have you help us get rid of the overstock inventory they have because they'll give you up to 50 percent off on some select patio sets how about play gyms under two grand and if you are closing your pool they'll give you 30 percent off on some of the chemicals yeah i went there yesterday by the way to pick up some chemicals they were out of some of the stuff i needed that's they just move this stuff so quickly because it's such a good place go check it out yourself that's family leisure i-40 and wooden road where the overstock sale is in full swing and you know our title sponsor it's homer homer skelton hyundai in olive branch also that is where you will find genesis cars genesis of olive branch and you'll get a gv80 or a gv70 and your eyes will get wide because you'll you'll go that's the price that's the financing deal? Yes, they have made it easier than ever to enjoy the luxury of a Genesis, the technology which is state-of-the-art of any car manufactured right now in the world. It's truth. It's the best riding. It's the longest-lasting. It's luxury. It's the newest, shiniest technology you could possibly get. So all you got to do is get to Craft Road and Highway 78. That's Lamar. Turn left. Go see Chris Chu. Go see Vinny Gerard. That's what's happening. Just great deals on the GV cars at Genesis of Olive Branch. All right, let's do this quickly. Glenn Rogers gets set to join us on high school football in a minute, and there's some big games this weekend as the fall break is coming to an end. But let's begin with Tennessee at Alabama. Last year, Tennessee, they ended a 15-game losing streak to the Crimson Tide, but now they got to go to Tuscaloosa. The line is 8.5. This is not a vintage 
Alabama team, in my mind, not by any means. I think Tennessee proved last week, instead of being just this passing spread team that Josh Heupel is known for, they can absolutely, positively, they can run the football. That's what they're going to do. I I don't think this Alabama team is as good as we thought, even though they're undefeated in the West. They give away 8.5. That line's come down. It was 9. I'll take the Vols with 8.5 points. Probably... Alabama will squeak this out, but they're not beating Tennessee by more than seven points. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think Bama's going to win this game, but I think Tennessee is going to cover the number. Ole Miss uh, at uh, Auburn. Ole Miss, six-and-a-half-point favorite on the plane. You know, Lane Kiffin would love to do in Hugh Freeze. For Hugh Freeze, this is, like John Calipari used to say, this is the Super Bowl because this is the team he once was in charge of. Lane Kiffin flirted with Auburn last year to get a long-term sweet deal from Ole Miss. I think he's going to try to make that even sweeter. It's six and a half he gives away. I think they win by more than a touchdown. I think they win by ten. I'm going to take Ole Miss. You know, they Auburn played really well against Georgia at home. They did. And the game is in. But they got clobbered last week. Yeah, they did on the road. So I think Auburn gets this game. Okay. You think straight up? I think so. Wow. At home. Big cold. It's, it's been close. That's the thing. Like, on the road, they're getting they're getting destroyed. But when they're playing at home, it's close. Zach Boyd says, wrong team favor. Give me Auburn. And the points. Wow. Okay. Penn State at <laughs> Ohio State. Here's There's three teams in the Big Ten. That's been the case the last few years. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan, maybe we know why they're so good. They've been cheating. Um Ohio State at home against a Penn State team. It says Ohio State finds ways to win. You know, I don't think this is as good an Ohio State team as we've seen in the past. I don't know that they have the quarterback that they had a year. I know they don't. But I think they have enough at home against the Penn State team that I got plenty of questions about. I'm going to I'm gonna give away only four and a half at the horse. I think it's horseshoe magic. I will take Penn, uh, Ohio State. Same Ohio State. Okay. So we're... Three, uh, uh, one disagreement out of three. Let's get Duke and Florida State. You know, Mike Norvell only knows how to go full throttle. He is not coming down on anything. He's going to try to pound Duke. There's no question in my mind about it. As good as Duke has been, and we, we saw the surprise early in the year with what they did to some teams, I think Florida State has given away 14 and a half. It's a lot. This is tough. This makes it tough. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Norvell. Yeah, give me the Knowles as well. Okay. So we are in agreement on three of the four. In the NFL, two really good games. Detroit at Baltimore. Detroit, the new darlings of the league. But they're playing in Baltimore, and Baltimore's only given up a field goal. This is a time where Baltimore needs to flex their muscles just a little bit. I'm, I'm, I like the Ravens in this. Give me the Lions. You go with Detroit. Good. We are opposite on two. And then Miami and Philadelphia. Eagles getting two and a half. I'm a believer in Miami and Tua. I agree, too. Really? Yes. Okay. I think they're the offensively, they're the real deal. Man. Yeah, they are. They're the best offense, I think. <laughs> I, I think in the league. Fun to watch. Okay. So we uh, uh, agree on four, differ on two. It'll be a fun week to watch. In the meantime, let's talk some high school football with our coach. We do this every week. He is the D.C. at MUS, has been for 100 years. Glenn Rogers, Jr., good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave, and you and all our listeners. It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday morning, a beautiful homecoming day for our owls over here in the U.S. Uh, you, uh, I, I, I think, probably had a little mixed emotions about last week. You won your rivalry game, which was huge. But, man, you you laid an egg on your picks. You were 0 for 2 last week. Do you realize I that? I know, man. I know, Dave. It was a Look, it was a tough week, man. You know, sometimes it goes that way, but... I'm looking to redeem myself this week. All right, before we get to those picks, I got to ask you some very simple questions. Do you think there is bias within the Tennessee media against West Tennessee? They do a Super 25 every week. You know how many teams are in the Super 25 from West Tennessee? Three. You got to be almost perfect. You're the only one in there with a loss. So Germantown is 8 and 0 and they uh I believe were 8 in the state. 
MUS is 11 with one loss. Southwind is 8 no, and they're 23rd. Only three teams. Does West Tennessee get jobbed by the East media? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Dave. You know, it's a shame that, you know, we, me, you and I, we kind of talk about this all the time, yearly. You know, we always get holes when it comes to certain things dealing with the TWSAA or certain things with uh, state rankings and even the, even the state championship game. Why is that game played in Memphis and moved around the state? You know, every two years, you know, what East, it should be in East Tennessee, West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and it should rotate. So, you know, we, we, we always get jobs. It doesn't surprise me there's only three of us in there. I think Houston deserves to be in there. Certainly they got Germantown and us and Southwind, right? But I think Houston deserves to be in there. They played a tough schedule. And I think Houston's one of the better teams. And then you look at Marlin, how they rebound, and then Lausanne. So it's a lot of teams to me, Dave that are deserving to be yeah, somewhere in that ranking. You, you tell me all all those teams out east and, and Middle Tennessee are that much better than we are. I don't believe that. Well, here's the thing that also gets me. I, I don't know their schedule, so I should be more careful when I say this, but the number two team in the state is Baylor in Chattanooga, and they've Good. got two losses. How can a two-loss team be number two in the state? And here's Southwind – Perfect at eight and twenty third, or Germantown at eight and eighth. That just does not go well with me. Well, one thing I can I can say about Baylor, they 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 have Baylor and McCauley. They play some really really top notch competition. I think uh, two of their losses. One I think one was to a team in Georgia, uh, and the other was from another team from out of town. I know the other one was, was from McCauley, right there. They their big rival game, and so. Their, Baylor's two losses have been to, to, to McCauley's, not to me, is one of the best teams in the state. And also the team that they lost to in Georgia was, was a formidable opponent. So it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, that really doesn't surprise me that Baylor's too, because they, they, they're a tough team. They're defending state champs. They got a lot of firepower. And, you know, and McCauley, uh, you know, with two turnovers away from winning that game for it. You know, to me, Baylor being two doesn't bother me. But Germantown should be high. I think Germantown ought to be. At least three or four in the top five. Yeah, I, I, I just there, there's a bias that bugs me. All right, give me what you think are the five best players in the Metro. I know your DB Max Williams, I believe is his name, was the Player of the Week by the uh, Daily Memphian this week. Who are the five best in this in this area? Dave, you hit you hit a tail on the dunk around the bat. Max Williams, a senior, transferred to us from Hillsboro. He's been a Georgia coach six feet. He's one eighty five. He's physical. He can cover. He can run. I think he's one of the top guys. He's probably the best kept secret in town because he came from a losing program at Hillsborough and barely used him. And then you go with Brandon Nicholson, our other corner of Stanford committee, who's on the other side of Max. You know, to me, I think I'm coaching the two best corners in this area. Uh, and they're both tall, rangy guys. So, uh, Max, of course, is a little bit thicker, but they both are, are very, very good uh, power five division one caliber type corners. Then you look at Germantown. Now, I think Gene Robson is one of the best coaches uh, in this area, in the state, and in the country. And he's got a defensive end. Daniel Anderson, I think, is one of the top guys in this area, in the state, in the country, who's committed to North Carolina. Then he's got D.J. Allen, the outside linebacker, who's committed to UCF, Central Florida, Power 5. And then Jamario Morrow, the junior he got, who's, who's the everything. He's a athlete, a slot guy, running back. He can do it all, return man. And then you go with Aiden Glover, the quarterback over at Carver, who I, who I think Dave is probably, if not the best, but one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the state. And he's committed to Missouri, right? And he's committed to Missouri. You know, you know, just It's a plethora of talent, I think, around this year. Uh, when, when college coaches, to me, I'll be coming in here. And, I, and I, we've seen a good bit of them coming in here so far this fall. All right, let's let's pick some games where you have been brilliant this year until last week. Let's see if you can write your ship. Game of the week is probably it. Whitehaven. Now five and three, an off year. I think they are maybe the 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 biggest victims of COVID. Them, uh, a couple of the public schools, but Whitehaven in particular. And Collierville is six and two. You mentioned Aiden Glover. He's front and center. Who wins that game? I tell you, you know, Dave, Aiden Glover to me is—he's a special talent. Uh, 
know, he's committed to Missouri. I'd be, I'd be curious to see if he sticks with that commitment because Missouri has got four or five quarterbacks on the roster. That then three of them are young, and, and, and including so, the one that's there right now. That's really good and cook. <laughs> exactly, you know. So to me, they got a star worth of quarterbacks in the stable. Uh, I'm, I'm picking. I think Cardiville gets the win. I think you know, Glover's too much to handle tonight. I think he throws and runs and, and keeps keeps Whitehaven off balance. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, but I think I think Cardiville will pull it off toward the end. North Point is six and two. They got to go to Lausanne. I believe there's kid there, Jack Patterson, who is an exceptional quarterback. Um, I, I think he's a, 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 I think Central Arkansas may be where he's headed. He's a collegiate guy. I don't know if it's at an upper level. He's a superb athlete. He takes on Lausanne at Lausanne. Lausanne 6-1. They're the ones you picked against last week. You went against Kevin LeCastro, who, by yeah. the way, picked up his 200th win. Congratulations to Kevin. But, uh, that's at Lausanne. You know, I got to tell you, a lot of people are picking North Point in this one. I kind of go with well, LeCastro. I'm going with Kevin, and congratulations to him and his staff and Chris Jordan, his D coordinator, and for Kevin picking up his 200 victory. You know, I bet against him. I went against him last week uh, out there month, and I'm not doing that same thing. I'm going with Kevin. I think they keep the ship rolling uh, and get a big win tonight against a good North Point formidable opponent. You know, a couple of years ago, Dave, all those people in Norfolk was out because I always kept picking against them. Yeah. Well, you're, <laughs> you're doing it again. Houston, 6-2. and two. White Station, 4-4. Four and four. White Station always has the toughest schedule around. I, I, I guess you got to give the nod here to Houston. They would be the favorites in this game? Absolutely. I think Houston, Dave, uh, has played one of the toughest schedules this year in a long time. And you know, they, they've done an excellent job. They've been in every ball game. Even the, the two losses came down to the wire with nail biters and, you know, the, the one point to Germantown and the two-point loss to South Panola. I, I think Houston keeps rolling. And to me, Houston ought to be one of those teams that should be ranked high in the state, Dave, in, in every poll. Father Ryan is 3-4. and four. They haven't won a division game. Christian Brothers is 500 in the league. Lost to you last week. They are 5-3. and three. I know you know both these teams really well. You would think the brothers at home would be big favorites. Yeah, and you know, Father Ryan lost a big time receiver against us. Uh, kid that's committed to Indiana, and so uh, they're they're a little broken up. But I tell you, Dave, this is going to be a real tough game for Coach McDaniel and his staff because Father Ryan has talent across the board. They're really, really aggressive on defense, and they got some guys on the skill position, particularly the running back and a little slot receiver. They can make things happen. But I, I'm going with Chris Brothers. I think they'll find a way to grind it out and get a tough win at home uh, to try to right the ship from the loss last week from us. Last game, Melrose, 5-3, and three, but perfect in their league against Craigmont. That's 500, but 2-1 in their league. Tell me, what happens here? I think Coach Bobo and Melrose continue to be aggressive. Uh, that defense is here. They fly around. They're very athletic. And then he's got uh, some offensive skill guys that'll make you miss and go to the house. I'm, I'm leaning toward Merrill. I think Coach Bobo uh, gets a win and, and keeps the train marching uh, toward the end of the season to make a big, big run uh, to, to the state championship game this year. He's our coach. That's Glenn Rogers Jr. over at MUS. His picks are in. Thank you, my friend. And we'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you, Dave. And big game for the Tigers. Oh, the yeah. Battle of the Bones. A big game. Go Tigers, go and go out. They're all big games, that's for sure, for the Tigers. Pretty much was, must win the rest of the way. It's here. The weekend's here. You may be going to some high school football tonight. Maybe you want to tailgate with all your buds. Maybe you're heading on down to Birmingham tomorrow and you want a little cocktail before it's 11 o'clock game. Maybe it's a Bloody Mary kind of a day. Hey, stop by my guys. That's the Spirit Shop, Poplar and St. Nick, 4848 Poplar to be exact, right in the heart of East Memphis, right down from Clark Tower. It's that little log cabin you've passed by a million times and not so little inside. Go look to see what they've got in there. I mean, it's incredible how much product there is. And Eddie Connor, as big as the product is, so is his knowledge. He'll educate you about What's valuable? What's re- He's got some bourbons that would amaze you, some tequilas that are high dollar. But on the other side, he's got it in the middle. He's got some bargains, and then he's got some that 
Fair price now, but they'll go way up in the future. Some wines, like he's got insight on. All you got to do is ask. They're there to serve, and they do that well. They've got everything you need, from the wines to the spirits to local beers to even accessories. You want something to rim your glass with? They got it. They've got everything at the Spirit Shop. We're back in a minute to Chicago we go. Our agent from Priority Sports is Andy Schiffman. The NBA front and center in just a minute. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Also, of course, don't forget our title sponsor, Ad Genesis of Olive Branch, to go with all the great Hyundais they have. Can't beat that particular place right there at Highway 78. And... Craft Road. By uh, by the way, I got to thank my man Steve Earhart. He came up with the answer. I couldn't remember. It's tough getting old, isn't it? The coaches I was talking about remember all those those titles and the great players, including Andy Roberts, that Larry Lyles coached at the U of M, that racquetball team. So Lyles and Monaghan, I have to look at the numbers, but. They probably have to be winning percentage, titles, and everything else. The two greatest of the coaches at the University of Memphis. So we are into football season, right? And I I love my man, Sheldon, Sheldon Rosengarten, Mark Spensdorf, because he loves analogies to explain why he should be your agent. And I, I think he should be because he's the quickest guy that will get you to the goal line or the closing table. But he likens it to especially the way the market's been going in this last year, year and a half. He's like a punt returner. Ball's up in the air and it's windy. We're not playing in the dome. We're playing with Gus. Is the thing going to go left? Is it going to go right? Will it be short? Do I have to run up there and get? He has seen every condition, every market, up or down, how it fluctuates. And over the years, he's got this marketing strategy that absolutely works. And that's why you need to talk to experience, a guy who's seen it all and weathered every particular storm. That's my guy. That's Sheldon, 483-0546. Or you can go to the website, memphisrelocate.com. Look, uh, you, you need to ask them why Relocate is part of the email address. It's it's not by chance. It's because relocation is a large part of the company's business. He is all business. If you want the best chance to get to make money at the closing table the quickest way possible, he's your guy. He'll tell you to talk to two or three real estate agents. Make sure he's one of them. And again, that number, 483-0546. That's Sheldon with Marks Bensdorf. To Chicago, we go our friend... Andy Schiffman from Priority Sports joins us now. Very simple question. Did you read the ESPN piece on Ja? And then two things from that. One, do you think it was a hatchet job or fair? Two, how does this story end? Is it a redemption story for Ja that we all look back on? Or is this going to be a story of how fame and fortune gets a young guy? What do you think? Good morning, well, Andy. Well, good morning, Dave. You're going to have to enlighten me because I did not read that oh. ESPN story. Oh, it's basically a rehash of, of of the incidents that have occurred with Ja over the last 18 months from right. the pickup game with the high school kid mm-hmm. to the mall to a volleyball high school game where his sister got into a confrontation and he and his, his family uh, all, all came to the rescue to the – the parking lot in the tunnel of FedEx Forum with the Indianapolis Pacers to um, uh, unnamed sources within the school and Memphis businesses that once w- couldn't wait for Ja to be a patron and then started to fear that he would come because he had changed so much in such a negative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's well written. 
Uh, the, the piece to me, because the five W's of journalism start with who, uh, uh, and, and, and him not playing in the first 25 games, a big storyline of the NBA. So I, I don't think it was a total hatchet piece. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's certainly not a good piece for John Morant, but it's going to be mentioned a lot because he's missing the first 25 games. Right, and he's an easy target right now to criticize and scrutinize, and it sounds like everything that is in that article, based on what I'm hearing from you, look, it's all factual, it's all true, it's all, they're all stories that keeping up with the Grizzlies and NBA basketball and what has gone on since Ja has really gotten that max deal off of his rookie contract, uh, these are all, these are all true stories, unfortunately, so... I do think there is a part of it. Look, you didn't hear any negative press on Ja his first few years in Memphis. All of this all started coming about when, I, in my opinion, not knowing Ja personally, not knowing anyone in his circle personally, I have to believe that he just realized, you know what, I can kind of do whatever I want to do. This is my team. This is my city. I can get away with whatever I want to get away with. And you've got a combination of probably some negative influences in his life among friends that were around for a very long time. Uh, They they all probably live in this or think they live in this, this bubble that that protects them no matter what. And like I said it before, like I've met his dad a few times. He's a nice guy, but you don't really see any other NBA dad front row courtside, John of players and just really kind of almost acting like he's on the team. And I think the Grizzlies, realize that, okay, we need to set boundaries for family members, for friends. I think they've done that last season. Uh, I think you'll continue to see that as, as it relates to Jaw. But all that being said, Dave, once we get to December and Jaw is back playing, and if the team is succeeding, for the time being, all of this will be forgotten. The story will be, oh, you know, how great it is to have Jaw back. He's turned the corner. He's prioritized basketball. Teammates love him. They're winning. Now, look, if a team does well without him to start the season in these first 25 games, right, and I say, well, I'm not saying they're going to come out and scorch the Western Conference and, and be first or second because you obviously have a lot of heavy hitters that lie ahead in Phoenix and in Denver, uh, just to name a couple, and even the Clippers. But uh, if they can, let's say, hang on into one of the top five or six teams in the West without John Morant playing, and then all of a sudden he comes back and just chemistry issues, uh, acclimating him back into the lineup with some new pieces like Marcus Smart, what have you. If that doesn't go well, then I think when you get to February in the trade deadline, for whatever reason, I don't think this will happen. But for whatever reason, if the Grizzlies are in the seventh or eighth spot or, or worse with Jaw, when you get to February, you're going to have to seriously consider making some roster moves. I'm not saying move Jaw. But when you get to the trade deadline in February to get around the All-Star break, you're going to have to make some moves because the team, top to bottom, right, is much too talented to be complacent and content just making the playoffs or past that point. But for sure, no other top team or top contending team in the West, or really in the NBA for that matter, is going to have this, I would say, this obstacle that they're going to face where you have a franchise player, an elite-level player like Ja being inserted into a lineup when you're already, uh, you know, a third of the way through the season. So it will be very interesting. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I think you just got to take it game by game and manage it as best you can. But at the end of the day, I would like to think that if you're Ja, you've realized the air of your ways, you realize the, the trouble that can get you in, you can get yourself into. And look, yes, this article is just coming out, but again, like, this is all behind Jaw. Hopefully, this is these are all things that have already happened in his past. Uh, I know he's had a sit down with Adam Silver. He's had a sit down with Taylor Jenkins and Zach Kleiman, and I'm sure his teammates. I would like to think at this point in time here, if we start this next season, that he has his head on straight and realizes what's at stake. Because I really do think one more strike. It's not only the Grizzlies, but I think the league will take significant uh, action and. Then you're looking. At, that's when you're talking about like a season-long suspension. I I am g- going to give him because I think he's smart enough the benefit of the doubt that he knows this is it and that this has matured him. 
made him grow up a little bit, and um, he's going to take advantage of this third chance. I, I, I will. I, I think it will be a redemption story and not a tragedy, and I certainly hope that's the case. All right. Mm-hmm. Other great storylines coming in. I'll just throw out a few, and you can tell me what you think are Giannis and Dame together. Maybe Giannis will stay because having Lillard with him, <laughs> that looks like a dynamic duo. James Harden continues to just be sort of a cancer overrates himself in my opinion uh i'd love your take on all of that now mm-hmm. we're going to get the return of zion will zion be able to stay healthy for a whole year because remember he was I the sure one pick so. um we got an nba all-star format that may change i don't know why they don't do the world against the americans he says there's not enough guys i think a third of the league now is that way yeah uh they're, they're talking about going east west this pick in and nobody really playing hard in the in the all-star game is terrible and then um the final thing for me is load management take any of them add to them whatever you think what are the storylines well i think for sure everyone is going to be excited to watch the bucks and you mentioned that in one of those topics, right? I think I think really the storyline is what's going to happen with the new look Suns with adding our guy Bradley Beal and getting Durant healthy. And it was great to even see last night Lakers playing the Suns with Durant and LeBron playing. Uh, and then what's going to happen in Milwaukee. And you have two franchises that have not... Well, obviously Milwaukee coming off a championship just a few years ago. Phoenix, uh, I don't believe in my lifetime they've won an NBA title. But it will be very fun to watch these two teams. So I think as an NBA fan, sitting on the sidelines, there's a lot of excitement as the season starts to see. You know, you like to see stars paired up together in Durant and Bradley Beal and Devin Booker in Phoenix and Damian Lillard and Giannis, obviously. And even, look, and even Boston. Adding Drew Holiday there with Jason Tatum, with Jalen Brown, that's yeah. going to be exciting to watch. That's three. And for really me, like, I, I'm really, yeah, I, I'm really excited to watch what's going to happen in the East. I think Cleveland is, is hugely improved, and they've added tons of shooting, so I'm really excited to watch them. Um, so I'm actually going to Milwaukee tonight to see our Grizzlies in a preseason game against the Bucks. So it'll be interesting. I would imagine at this point they will probably give Giannis and Dame minutes. I'm not going to sit there and say well, they're going to play 30 And the Grizzlies are going to play Marcus Smart for the first time. We'll see yeah. what he looks like, which means D-Rose will come off the bench. Yep, so that'll be interesting now as we're kind of ramping up in the last, really the last, I think this is the last one or two preseason games before the season because tomorrow is the deadline for teams to waive players and cut their roster down to 15 players plus the three two ways. Otherwise, they have to pay them for uh, an NBA day of service if they're not waived by tomorrow with the season starting, I believe, on Tuesday the 24th. So for me, I, I'm really excited to watch those two teams and, as well as Zion, he's, he's had a really good preseason. He's seen healthy, knock on wood. He's, he's doing Zion things, right? Ridiculously athletic uh, moves and plays and finishes at the rim. And just for the game of basketball and for the excitement in New Orleans, it would be very fun to see them back where they were when Zion was healthy just a few years ago. Has he lost uh, weight? A, you know, to me, it doesn't look like he's really trimmed down as much, but I don't really think he's got the body type to do that. Uh, I don't think he's gained weight. <laughs> we'll say that. But he's been fun to watch, and he's one of the most exciting players to watch when he's healthy. Similar to Ja, but when he's healthy, he's very fun to watch. So I'm excited to watch that. And, man, this James Harden story, I feel like we talk about it every year. Yeah, I know. Uh, and look, Jay, I mentioned a little bit with Ja, but James – He's had this mentality as well. I'm, and I know this firsthand knowledge from players that have played with James in Philadelphia the last couple of years. He has this mentality of, I don't care what the coach or what Daryl Morey or ownership does or says. I'm going to do what I want to do. So if I do something and they're upset about it or it gets out in the media, it doesn't really affect me. Like, I don't care. If you want to sit me for a game, go ahead. It makes you, it makes you look bad. I'm James Harden. I'm an all-star. I'm going to do what I want to do. And he's not hes not doing it in a, in a hateful or malicious way. That's just his mentality. It's like, I'm going to live my life. And he doesn't want a coach or, or that much more a GM. And Gerald Morey, uh, who obviously was with him in Houston, to dictate his actions. And, again, in this league, I mean, that's what these authoritative figures do. They're I, supposed to. They're supposed to I, lead these guys. I know what I would do if I were Morey. I I, I would if nobody's interested in taking him, 
at what I want, I would sit him. And, you know, if he doesn't show up, he doesn't get paid. It's that simple. Well, this is Ben Simmons all over again. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and that Ben Simmons situation from a couple of years ago, Dave, really created, unfortunately, a very toxic environment because he was removed from the team. A lot of the players in the team just questioned every day what's going on. Then when he was back, no one spoke with him. And I, I hate to see that happen again for a second time in Philadelphia. I do think by the trade deadline, James Harden will be moved. I think the Clippers are the most plausible landing spot. But again, what are they going to give up? They're going to give up a Terrence Mann. They're going to give up maybe a draft pick or two. Uh, realistically, would they ever move off of Paul George or Kawhi for Harden? I don't see that happening, no. I think that's the reason you want to add James to those two superstars to try and position yourself to win an NBA title. It's a team in the Western Conference. Philadelphia will be much more comfortable. Uh, just like Portland moving Dane to an Eastern Conference team in Milwaukee. So I do think that will happen, uh, but it's unfortunate because when you have a happy James Harden and then you have him paired with Joel Embiid and, and the superstar Tyrese Maxey, who's really coming into form here in the NBA, who could compete for uh, an all-star berth this year, they could be really good in the East. They could be a top two, top three team in the East. But I, I think it all starts with Harden, and I'd, they're they're in trouble. If he, if he sits, he doesn't show up. They're in trouble. I agree. Andy Sheffman, as always, next week uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking about the games for real. Can't wait for that. Thank you again, and uh, enjoy your weekend. You too. Thanks, Dave. All right. That's our priority sports agent. That's Andy Schiffman in Chicago. He is brought to you by the Eflin Insurance Group. I love talking about Mr. Eflin because Matt and his team, they're all about making life more secure for you. That's the way they do it, and they do it in a unique way. They get to know you. That's right. Your insurance agent is going to sit you down, get to know your family, what's important, what your budget is, and then protect you when it comes to your house or your car or life insurance, thinking ahead of the future. They're thinking about you, and they want to know you. Same thing if you've got a small to mid-sized business. That's their specialty. They'll get to know you, your product, your employees, what you are focusing for down uh, in the future. They forecast it out. And then, and then they're going to find out your budget and protect your assets. That's the way they do it with commercial insurance, too. All you got to do is call 901-386-GUR. That's 4777. The GUR is in there because they're big Tiger supporters. Get protected the right way. Get to know your people. Call Matt Eflin, the Eflin Insurance Team. We take the break. When we come back, Brian Takis on the Tigers. We end the week with Brian in just a minute. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Lonely feeling deep inside. I wonder if it's a lonely feeling. It's a pressure feeling. I mean, if we're being honest, thank you, guess who? It's a pressure feeling when you... Pretty much, if you're going to live up to the expectations and get the goals that you really thought you could could make, the Tiger football team has very little margin for it. They have no margin for it. they got to win every game. Yeah. It starts this week in Birmingham, the old battle for the bones. Brian Tekas has always ends our week talking some form of Tigers. I, I feel good about this game, to yeah. be honest with you, after I've broken it down and dissected it, and they're terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, awful stopping the rush. Yeah. Blake Watson, I think, is going to be healthy. I think he's going to go. Uh, Brandon Thomas is now back into the mix. Jay Ducker is actually going to be on hand. Different kind of a role. And let's not forget Sutton Smith, who mm-hmm. we're waiting to break out and yeah. be the kind of guy that uh, Ryan Silverfield has said. I, I, I think... It's must win, but I think yeah. it will be a win. I think you're right. I think uh, you know you look at this UAB team, and and obviously uh, with Trent Dilfer in there as the head coach, they're going to go through their growing pains. And I think he's trying to uh, kind of set what he wants this this program to look like. But I think there was a lot of excitement about this team when they go to Georgia, they put up 20 points. The next week they blow USF out, and then the fall and the week after that, 
Um, they they're up on on Tulane uh, pretty good early in the game. I think seventeen nothing, twenty one nothing early in the game before uh, UAB came back in that one. So I think there there's real excitement around this program. But I think you look at some of those other games. You you made a good point talking about their run defense. Um, Memphis, as long as Blake Watson is healthy, and 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 you've said that that you think he's going to play. Uh, we had Greg Gaston on uh, in the afternoon yesterday. He said the same thing that he thinks um, he'll play. So I think Blake Watson's good to go. I think uh, you've got a really good chance. Just run it down their throat, and uh, and I really haven't seen this UAB defense uh, do a great job uh, of slowing down any running backs this year. Here, here's one thing they don't do is stop you in third downs. Yeah. Now, Memphis is actually, even though last week hmm. they couldn't do it, but um, they are at a 28% yeah. rate. In other words, 72% of the time they will stop you on third down. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah. You know what UAB's percentage is I on third not. down defense? I do not. 54%. Wow. Wow. So In other words, a coin flip. 54% of yeah. the time, teams get first downs. Yeah. So uh, Memphis should be able to yes. score. Will, will their defense shut down mm-hmm. Jacob Zeno, cancers from Baylor, yeah. who, by the way, fourth in completions, yeah. fifth or seventh in attempts. Mm-hmm. So he throws the ball a lot, and they're all short passes. They're yeah. like extended handoffs. That's why so many completions yes. at a pretty good rate at 74%. But if you can run the football, keeping him off, mm-hmm. and you limit those short passes, two short mm-hmm. passes, Memphis should win this football game. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and and I think this is going to be a big game for for Memphis's defensive line and, and those linebackers. I think you get pressure on on Zeno early. I mean, he is a a fun player to watch. I've been able to watch a couple of the UAB games now, and he is a fun player, like you said, from Baylor. Um, but uh, I think if the defense can get pressure on him early, make life difficult for him, then I, I think you feel really good. And and the the biggest thing, Dave, is is bringing the bones back to Memphis, right? I mean, battle of bones. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to carry it. Have you ever tried lifting it? <laughs> no, I heard it's like almost 100 pounds, like 97 yeah, no, no, pounds. It weighs, and, and, and even though it's small, it's just uh-huh. hard to get the right grip on it. To do it. <laughs> it takes a couple of people, I'm just telling you. Um, all right, gut feel. Why is the question <laughs> to you. Do the Tigers get off to slow starts, and Seth Hennigan in particular? You cannot have another one for ten. Beginning. No, 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 no. I mean, that was just uh, that. That was hard to watch against Tulane because, really, in that game, the defense came out and played so well against Tulane early. I mean, I think they got two or three consecutive and they got worn stops. Down. And you're right; they just got worn down. I mean, they'd get off the field, and then it would just be a three and out, and and here comes the defense back on the field. I, I really don't know. I've heard a lot of people say uh, maybe it's a conservative play call. Maybe uh, maybe Silverfield doesn't want to really kind of throw everything out there in the first quarter but I think you've got to be aggressive I mean it hasn't just been one or two games it has been every single game this season you go back to even the big win against Arkansas State and there was a slow start it really wasn't until the second or third quarter where Memphis really uh, turned it on and so I think you want to be aggressive I think honestly on the road at UAB I think maybe if you win the toss you you say let's get the ball and, and let's try to be aggressive early um, but you're right it's been really bad this year in the first quarter and early in the games and I'm hoping we can see something different this week i i think he was overhyped yeah honestly one for ten absolutely that was absolutely he was and too, obviously i mean a big too game. jacked up yeah. and he talked about he knew how important it mm-hmm. was he knew how important the missouri game was yeah. he's really not been good when he's like over jacked yeah. he's got to come out a lot more calm yeah. we'll we'll see what happens all right it wouldn't be friday if i didn't ask you about deandre williams right what's yeah. going on there i mean who knows i mean we're uh, we're now uh, almost a week away from the first exhibition game i think everyone thought you would at least have some clarity by by the time they got on the court but still nothing we know how the ncaa is there's a lot of teams still waiting on on answers and honestly it's uh it's it's getting a little ridiculous that there's so many players i know it's been denied and they've they've put in more information we've seen twice how that's twice denied. twice now um we've seen how that worked out for for tez walker so so maybe that works out for for deandre but i i do not feel uh i don't feel great on his chances to be eligible this no. year no all right so um no ap top mm-hmm. 25 no yeah. coaches top 25 in fact what is it 37 and 41 right. yes. ken palm has been kinder at 32 mm-hmm. 
Is, does that bum you out? Is it fair? Is it accurate? What do you think? No, I think it's fair. I mean, you look at this team, and it's a lot of new pieces. I mean, I think they're they're very talented pieces, but it's new. We'll see how they mesh, and I think you got to give credit to, to Penny Hardaway because of this non-conference schedule that he is set up, and, and you can even maybe add a, a game against Arkansas, who's, who's right now at 14th. I think if this team is as good as we think they are, uh, they should be in the top 25 uh, when, we, when we get to December or January. You realize... I just looked nine days. I guess it's yeah. a week from Sunday. Mm-hmm. Lane College, Andre Turner will be here. That's right. And um, we don't know about Williams, but we do know all these pieces. I've said on the record, I think this is going to be Penny Hardaway's toughest Thanks task because yep. there are so many good players mm-hmm that are going to have to play different roles than what they've played before. Yeah, and and we've kind of seen that um, before, not with maybe as talented players as he has now, but I mean, I remember a couple years ago when you had uh, young guys like Imani Bates come in, you had Landers Nolly, and and there were some uh, and some other players, but you had some kind of friction in the locker room, and and, uh, there were times when when Penny Hardaway said it's just, you know, it's it's a little chaotic right now. Oh, he said they were too selfish, basically, is what he said. Yeah, absolutely, and so you don't want to see that with this team and I think that's that's you know good point by you it's going to be a tough task but um, it sounds like everything I've heard uh, right now and uh, very different before the season starts but it sounds like everyone is uh, is buying into their roles and I'm really excited to, to watch this team play. He is Brian Takish you hear him all day here with Johnny Radio in just a little bit and then of course co-hosting with Stats on Sports Time. Thank you my friend have Thanks, a great Dave. weekend. That's Brian Takis, brought to you in part by A Taste of Memphis, and I'm talking about a good one. It's downtown. It's the brewery everybody's been talking about for a while. It's Grind City, and they say they're taking care of beerness in Memphis, and they do, because you can get all kinds. You can get the number one Grind City product. That's Poppy's Pills, the Pilsner that is just what the doctor ordered. You know, I love their little catch sign. Sometimes you come across a beer so smooth and crushable, it cures what ails you. You take two of these, and uh, you guarantee you'll be calling for more. That's the Pilsner. Then there's the Godhopper, the Pale Ale. There's the new Amber Lager called Thaddeus. If you like Blue Moon, you'll love the Belga. That's the Belgian-style wheat ale. And there's Tiger Tail, the Craft Malt Liquor. They got it all right downtown. Beautiful place to go and spend an afternoon. I promise you, you'll love it. Grind City Bruin. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you on Monday. Maybe we'll see you in Birmingham tomorrow. Have a great weekend, everybody. Johnny Radio is next.